This is life. Listening and inspiring friends in entertainment. I helped the little butterfly out of his cocoon. <laughs> grandma is great. Focusing life's principles with your goals. You killed that butterfly, little grandson. <laughs> you murderer. You are murderer. And taking <laughs> Empowerment Global with Empowerment Speaker Stone Stafford and Johnny Vaughn. <laughs> What's up, friends, family, and fans? It's your boy, Scott on Mm-hmm. <laughs> See what happened? See what happened? Oh, that didn't work at. <coughs> that didn't work at all. You can't just all come right, in gonna, and just do. Gonna do this normal. What's up? What's up? What's up, friends, family, and fans? <laughs> it's your boy Stone Stafford, and I am here with my main man. Who? My name is Johnny Vaughn. You see how I use my regular voice and I can yeah, still man, speak? Just right to the point. <laughs> just right to the point. Hey, welcome to Life on Podcast. This yes. is where we listen. L. I inspire F friends in E entertainment or everywhere. Yeah, there, man. So I uh, appreciate you guys coming. You know what to do if you don't if you haven't done it already, or if this is your first time. Go ahead and hit that like button for us. Mm-hmm. Hit that subscribe button. You guys don't know how important that is and how much that helps us. So we appreciate it when you do that. We mm-hmm. really, really do. You don't understand. Like people really appreciate when you hit that like button, that subscribe button, because yeah. you affect that algorithm. It helps us with the algorithm. Helps people find us, and more people be like, oh, snap, where has this been all my life? Oh, I should have known. I wish I had found this earlier. If only Charles had hit that like button earlier. I'm trying to figure out what that accent is. I don't know was. what that accent is. <laughs> British, Australian. Hey, whatever it is. All I know is thank you so much we for hitting that We appreciate like y'all, button. yeah. We really, really do. How's everything been for you? It's good, bro. Awesome, great. Everything's been great for me, too. Awesome. So, no. <laughs> Short, sweet, to the point. <laughs> that's, that's all we need to do. I will say that I am so grateful for this weather. Yeah? I am so happy to you, not walk out and so be like gonna, a shrinky dink. You're going to say it now. Do you know what a shrinky dink is? Uh, I hope not. Show my, show my <laughs> I hope I don't. <laughs> Every dude knows what a shrinky dink is in the pool. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> I'm showing my age on this. Now, mm-hmm. I'm showing my age on this. There used to be these little, these plastic things. It's, it's so funny, the dumbest things that kids thought that were so cool. Shrink. There were these plastic things that you put on your... Uh, Why is it the first thing that pops up? Yeah, I, you put it on your wax paper and you put it in the oven and they shrunk down. Oh, I just know. Yeah, I know what those are. Dinks. Yeah. I don't, still don't know why they were so cool or fun. But. I, I've, I've actually... I don't think I've had them, but I've seen these before. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, I forgot why I said that. Oh, so walking out in this Atlanta heat and mm-hmm. just feeling like a shrinky dink. Man, I uh, <clears throat> I I wish you wouldn't have said it because with all of this stuff happening globally with storms and all this stuff, it, Man. we had it happen last year for oh good, right yeah it was yeah, like a good and then four all of a weeks it was like, <laughs> <laughs> came right back. So I'm just like let's and we're in those times like y'all I, look. I'm gonna talk to just the people of faith right now for a second. You know what I mean like really because obviously for hundreds if not thousands of years. Rainy in times, rainy in times, rainy in times. I get it, but there are things that have to play out. But stuff like, like stuff like the flooding in New York, like that has literally never happened. Not it's been a long time. Not it hasn't happened in a hundred years. Mm-hmm. That has literally never happened in New York. And the thing is, things like that, the whole it's never happened before. This is historical is going to be happening more and more. All I'm saying is pay attention. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to talk to my science people. Uh, The tectonic plates are still moving. Uh, Things are in places that they have never been before. 
uh, thus causing earth, things that have never exactly. happened the, before. The Earth and our solar system actually move this is through where our faith galaxy. And science meet. Yeah, they do. Because faith doesn't disprove science, no. nor vice versa. Not trying. No, they they work yeah, in everything conjunction. Everything that faith is saying going to happen, right? Yeah. But there's a reason that causes it Absolutely. to happen. Absolutely. So you guys come together saw, on that. Yeah, y'all figure that doesn't mean that. Yeah, come together. We can, if we can meet in the middle. Come together. Right now. Over tea. <laughs> Over tea. <laughs> now, I wish I could say the what Over was the re- CBD. What was the, what was the, re- oh, I can't say it. The remix that I said, that, yeah, we can't say that one. On the knee? <laughs> Why would you say it? Oh, wait, on the knee? Well, I, Never mind. Anyway, gonna... I'm lost too. So look, <laughs> what was, is there, there has been something that has been, bo- so I was, I was online mm-hmm. and I was watching a video. And they were talking about, you know, schools and COVID and kids being outside. Yeah. And playgrounds came up. And someone started talking about seesaws. Okay. What, them like carrying the virus and all that stuff? No. They were talking about how parks don't have seesaws anymore. Oh. They said the moment seesaws were deemed dangerous. Mm Mm-hmm. Johnny... I lost it. <laughs> I lost it. I was like, "You have got." What to was be this a news report? Kidding me? I, it was. It was a talk show or something. I don't okay. know what it was. And I was like, "Seesaws are too risky. You have got to be." And I was. And I was. I said, "That's why I never see them anymore." Yeah. I did not know that was the reason. I haven't. I just. I just thought about. It. I haven't seen them in a while either. We are hurt. So that's what we're going to talk about. Bro, today, we used dude. to, we didn't ride seesaws the right way. We would stand on them and, and jump and see if we could get the other Thank person you. to fall Thank off. Thank you. That's what do we did. Everything that's important Yo. for life of living and conquering and overcoming this life, we're trying to protect our kids. Oh, okay, I see. Listen. I, I, I'm with you. I got something for you. Listen. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a little boy. I wish I could see this video. And he found a caterpillar cocoon on his back porch. Oh, my God. The little boy ran in and told his grandmother, Oh, I found a caterpillar on the back porch in the cocoon. And his grandmother said, Yes, he's turning into a little butterfly. (laughs) The next day, the little boy saw the little cocoon start to crack open. And he noticed that the caterpillar seemed to be struggling. The little boy said, Oh, poor caterpillar. Let me help you out. I see where this is going. So the little boy went in and got a little kitchen knife, (laughs) came out, and carefully opened and sliced open the cocoon to help the little butterfly come out. (laughs) As he opened the cocoon, one butterfly wing came uncrinkled, second butterfly wing came uncrinkled, and the butterfly started fluttering his wings. (laughs) The boy ran inside and said, Grandma, Grandma, I helped the little butterfly out of his cocoon. He says, oh, baby, you shouldn't have done that. No, Grandma is great. And he ran back outside and listened to his grandma. So the little butterfly was fluttering all along the porch. And the little boy picked up the butterfly and said, go fly, butterfly. And he threw the poor butterfly up into the wind. Well, the next day, the little boy came out and the butterfly was on the porch again. But this time, the butterfly wasn't moving because the butterfly was dead. <laughs> the little boy was so upset, he ran inside and said, Grandma, Grandma, the butterfly did not help. He's dead. Oh, my God, the butterfly's dead. And the little grandma wiped his tears and 
put the little boy on her lap, and she gave him a sugar cookie. What? And as he ate the sugar cookie, the little grandma explained, You see, grandson, when that caterpillar was struggling as it became a butterfly to get out of his cocoon, yes, he was having a hard time and difficulties. But he needed to go through that hard time and that challenge because that gave him the strength in his wings that he needed to fly. But because you, with your mannish, hard-headed self, <laughs> opened up the cocoon like I told you not to. You murdered the butterfly! The little butterfly couldn't build his strength in his wings. And he couldn't fly away you killed and him. pollinate and follow food. So he ended up dying on the back porch. You killed a butterfly. You killed that butterfly, little grandson. You murderer. You are a murderer. <laughs> Yo, that's the... <laughs> So the moral, the moral of the story, ladies, little boys and girls, is don't kill butterflies. <laughs> Yo, dude, that was the greatest thing I think and you've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> so my whole thing is, oh my god, right now we are raising. Oh. This has been happening for like two generations at least. We're coddling these kids. And we're trying to protect them from everything. Yeah. Yes, we live in precarious times. Mm -hmm. I get it. But guess what? Especially those of us in developed countries, there are kids who are growing up in worse situations mm -hmm. and are making it by sheer just natural adaptation. Mm -hmm. We don't have to just totally rely on natural adaptation because we have technology and other advancements to help us along. Right. But some of y'all are out here coddling your kids to participation trophies. Are you freaking kidding me? Right I have now? I have taught my son. My son knows not to accept a participation trophy. He understands and he gets sad still. But then it's a teaching moment. It's like, hey. You can be sad for not getting it, but did you do anything to deserve that? Right. I, we we don't play that in our house. I'm not my dad. My, my dad always taught us. He was like, if if you know you didn't earn it, don't touch it. Because if I find out, then then we have a right. problem. Yeah. And that's that's the same thing I'm trying to pass on now. It, it's there's a saying that I love. It's it's uh, precarious times and dangerous times make strong men. Absolutely. Times of peace make weak men, and that's an absolute fact. And right now. You're seeing it both balance because, like, on one side mm -hmm. of the world, it's very dangerous, very precarious. And then you've got here the only – I'm going to say the only danger because it's not. But, I mean, the big thing is COVID right now. And that's right. our thing. And that's not the biggest thing that's going on right now. And we here all. in America are still hyperly coddled and hyperly sheltered <laughs> from what's really going on in the world. That There are parts of the world that are going to be so much more prepared for what could happen because they're having to go through these dangerous yeah. times. And then us up here on our ivory tower with all of our luxuries and amenities and all of this nonsense, uh, we're not going to know how to handle it when the time comes. My dad used to always say, God made the dirt. The dirt don't hurt. Put it in your mouth and see how it worked. And he, oh, wow. He attributed that. Oh, I mean, wow. And that's not a saying he came up with. It's an old saying. Every, I, a lot of people I never heard said. the second half of that. Yeah. Um, he attributed that. He said, man, my generation didn't get sick because we used to eat the dirt, like literally. You know, also, so break it down as to why. Um, because the things that are here on earth, when you are, when you are out, when your body is being introduced to the things, when you are in homogeneity with your surroundings, you start to live homogeneously with those things. You don't need additional supplements and things like that because you are becoming one with nature. That's right. I mean, I yeah, when we grew up, like we drank water from the hose, we did yeah. all this stuff, but, but even on a biological level, 
your body made adjustments. Exactly. You have to understand how wonderfully you are made and how amazing your body is. Yeah. You, when you eat the dirt or whatever, yeah. Should we just walk around and eat dirt? Probably no. Not. But when you did that because you didn't know any better, your body adjusted. It created antibodies. It mm-hmm. created all kind of antibacterial things. So it's like, okay, we see right now we have a, a dumb kid on our hands. So let's <laughs> do some things to protect ourselves. <laughs> but it caused you, But when you protect yourself from all of that stuff, your body has, has never been in that environment. Your right. body's never introduced it. Mm-hmm. So then when it does get introduced, your body's not ready you for it. And it doesn't know what to do. So all this coddling, like, look, I'm a suited to you straight parents. Okay, you're doing it under the guise of love, but it's not love. You're crippling your child. Look, I don't care if you are upset with me by saying this. You can get an attitude with me. If you feel like I'm talking to you, whether you're a friend or whether I don't know you and you feel like this is directed to you, fine. Take it to you Mm -hmm. personally, because if you are doing this with your child, you are crippling your child. Yeah. You can't hide them and protect them from everything that makes them cry, from everything that hurts them, from everything that hurts their feelings, from everything that causes them to feel rejection. You cannot protect them from all of that stuff because guess what? Life has a cornucopia of <laughs> that stuff <laughs> waiting to throw at your child yeah. when or if they ever leave your nest. You American and, idol parents are more dangerous to your kid than the world. I am is. telling you right now and so when it it starts throwing it at them guess what your child ain't ready it's like oh wait a minute this isn't gonna go my way oh wait a minute you're hurting my feelings cancel 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 (laughs) because that's all they know how to do with things anything they don't agree with anything they don't like anything you're blocked you're blocked you're canceled (laughs) i'm not buying you no more stop delivering your kids from everything that is very important to live life i'm gonna tell you to do this be like me deliver your kids to it uh, I have been chewed hey. out by my in-laws and my parents saying I'm too hard on my son. And I was like, I'm sorry. Uh, and he's not too hard <laughs> because there are some things he does with his son. I'm like, really? Yeah, it, it, that's the thing. But see, and that's the thing. It depends on what it is. In certain aspects, I'm extremely difficult. Yeah. I'm a real cerebral type of parent, too. Like, it's that's a whole – It's that's a different conversation. That's a conversation. But, I mean, the, the things that I'm doing with him is – just like we always say, our parents raised us for the world they were raised in because you don't know what's going to happen. Right. The, the cool thing about my generation is we've lived through four lifetime changes that most generations didn't experience at the same time. So we know everything is going to be unpredictable and each segment has been worse than the last one. I'm trying to prepare him for whatever possibly could be. So if there is a difficulty, uh, the first thing I do is toss his little butt in there. And see if he can figure it out. As I learned how to swim. And it, dude, me too. My, my dad grabbed. My me nothing, but she threw me in the pool. My first. dad grabbed this arm and this leg, threw me in the middle of 12 feet, and said, Don't drown. I'm not coming to get you. Hey. That's literally how I learned how to swim. The thing is, you don't, even, you don't even give your mind and your body the opportunity to show off yeah. just how great they are. Because you're too busy trying to curve things. Because we become afraid of our fight or flight mechanism as opposed to learning how to access how to it, it and activate it when we need it. And That's speaking of issue. fear... Let me tell you something else, too, that's keeping it 100 with you. Some of you parents are projecting your fears onto your children. Ooh. A lot of the things you're ready for that conversation. Are, a lot of the things your children, you're protecting your children from, your children actually don't have a problem with. They don't care it. about it. Your, problem, your children don't mind going in and experiencing it. Mm-hmm. But you are projecting your fears onto your child. Right. Now giving them something that they never even asked for and, quite frankly, don't even deserve. Mm-hmm. Yo, I can't let them go to this school or I can't let them walk in this neighborhood or I can't let them. Do- Why? Well, wait. In some, some neighborhoods. 
neighborhoods, that's valid. <laughs> no, here, okay. Sometimes. You know what? I'm glad you said that Sometimes. because we have to understand that we have a wide variety of listeners and there are some things you do have to break down. Right. Everything obviously is done in moderation. Correct. Right? Everything is obviously done with thought. Your mileage may vary. That's what we yeah, got to do. Exactly. Leave. We're not sitting there saying, you know, go ahead and just throw them in, you know, in the middle of the Compton and yeah. have them in, in red hat, red shirt, and red shoes. I was throw having them, throw them in crypt territory. Exactly. Like we're not saying that. That was one of the things that me and my, so me and my brother, I mean, we, we grew up in inner city of Jacksonville, northwest side of Jacksonville, which is pretty much what Bankhead used to be here in Atlanta. Mm. Um, my son is growing up in Buckhead. I have no experiences on how to raise a kid in Buckhead. So me and him and my wife are figuring this thing out together. Like so he, what's, what's, what's raising a kid in Buckhead look like? Is like I don't understand. He's got, the a, he's got access to things that we didn't have access to. Okay. The, the amenities in the area are nicer. You call okay. the cops where we leave, they come. Okay. Like it's, that stuff didn't right. happen where I live. You don't just see, you know, you don't see the shoestring hanging from the phone. Because I don't know me. how to raise a kid. Well, it, I didn't understand that. Because from, from where I'm from, it was a survival thing. It I was, mean, I understand that it's different. You, Exactly. But you knew you don't know how to raise a kid. Like, yeah, okay. you know how to raise a kid. I'm not okay. So let me. Yeah, 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 I'm just in that, that situation, it might it might have it might have been taken a bit too literal. Okay, okay. My experiences of what we're going through now, like one, we're in this particular community. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's mixed now. It was is. was not when we got in it. We were one of the only colored families there. Right. So the only look, one of the melanin rich yeah. individuals. <laughs> Wait a minute now. <laughs> um, yeah, we 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 brought some pigment to our, our area go. when we got here. Lots of pigmently challenged individuals over there, and the looks, the stares. My son didn't understand that, and right, okay. I never understood how to explain that because I grew up in an area where it was just us. Right. Um, you knew what side of the tracks to walk on and right. what side of the tracks not to. We don't have those barriers. He can pretty much go outside and play, and we can just look at him out the window if we want. It's right. it's relatively that. We didn't have that where I, where I was growing up. So it's a different environment. Right. And naturally, I have completely different fears. My mom and dad were worried about me getting involved in gang activity and all of that stuff. Not so much for me. I'm worried about him being seen as a little black kid in a white neighborhood. That's right. It's a completely different concern. But... Mm. I don't want to project that being afraid of gang mentality and stuff on him because right. he's not thinking about that right now because right. it's more of an inclusion thing in our area now. He's actually welcomed. He's a you know little oddly enough not as dark as his daddy and or his mom. No longer the token. Yeah, and it's, 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 <laughs> he's not the only one. Somebody, one of our white <laughs> listeners, just said, oh, "Stone, why do you say that?" <laughs> but it's true. Listen. Come up with a list of things or people that you don't do or that you don't, not people that you don't do, mm-hmm. but like things you don't do or people that you don't know, places you wouldn't normally go, right. people you wouldn't normally hang out with. Come up with a list of those things. Mm-hmm. And then guess what? Do them. Yeah. Seriously, do them. And invite your kids to do them. Like, honestly, like your child, if you have a white child, they should have never grown up never having stepped foot in the ghetto. I'm gonna just say the ghetto because we don't really say that anymore. But they, in the hood, yeah, yeah. they should have never have not have stepped foot in the hood, or not at least know one person that grew up in the hood. And let's get something straight too: there is white, black, Asian, Latinos who live in the hood. Absolutely. So I know somebody just automatically said, oh, "Okay, my kid has black friends." Okay, not just black people live in the hood, but understand the reality of but what. But the lifestyle yeah. of hood life is yeah. different. Than suburbia. I've told this story before. Like when I was in middle school, I went to performing arts school my whole life, pretty much. But in elementary school, there were nine performing arts elementary schools. Mm. Mine just happened to be in my neighborhood. In middle school and high school, there was only one. So everyone who stayed in the arts came from everywhere. That was the first time I experienced a melting pot. Was in sixth grade. 
And Nelly was big. That that was when Country Grammar dropped. Mm. Um, I'm I'm aging myself slightly, I guess. Not really, because I was a full grown, full <laughs> man. I was I when was, Nelly was out. <laughs> still I was still a baby when Nelly dropped, and it was a 2000 2001. But um, we were when we were rapping some of those songs, and I mean, obviously, we would rap the whole album. My friends thought that he was just telling stories, mm. that he was making uh, that right, stuff right, up, right, and I was right. like, no, 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 that's that's real. That happens. They're like, no, it doesn't. That stuff just happens in movies. And I was like, y'all need to come. Right. Come. And I did. I invited my friends. Like, we would, we actually had parties on the north side, and they got to come and see the environment. They didn't get to experience something crazy. Sure. But just to show them that the environment is different than what would the Queens Harbor was the Buckhead, Brookhaven in Jacksonville at the time. Okay. And um, a lot of my friends grew up out there in in half a million, million dollar, two million dollar houses. I, I did not. And the shock of seeing a house that only had three bedrooms for them was was amazing. Oh wow! <laughs> now had three. Yeah, well, I, I, I was still blessed. Nah, I was right. One bathroom, though. So that was that was a challenge. But that was that was it was enlightening for both of us. One for me to understand that there were people that didn't have that experience, mm-hmm. and then even for me to see that there are people that are growing up in houses with five bathrooms, like. Right. Y'all don't even have five people in there. What do you need right. five? So it was. It's very important to have that 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 lens opened up for you, so you can have a more what's the, what's the term I'm looking for? Empathetic. I don't know if you can really be empathetic unless you sympathetic at least. Because empathetic, least, unless you experience it, you can't do it. So there you go. Yeah. A, a more sympathetic perspective to to people's upbringings and plights and backgrounds, right. and then open conversations can that can happen at that point. Right. But you know, and and that's getting on to the more you know equality thing and all the kind of yeah. stuff. But you know, to the root of my pistophity, pistivity, <laughs> is just is protecting your children just from harm and all that stuff. Like. Again, you draw the line. Yeah, you yeah. want to keep them safe. You want to be good caretakers. But stop trying to protect them from everything. Like, let them cry. Let them get disappointed. Let them get heartbroken. Let them get rejected. Shoot, be the you one to do it. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's always different when it comes from outside. No, it is. You know, too. It you know is. But so I, one thing. Stop coddling. Just stop coddling. I'm telling you right now, you're killing your butterflies. Yes. All right. Parents, the thing that I'm worried about with a lot of people from this, even kid. Uh, People my age raising kids in this generation, um, when the parents don't ever tell the kid no, when they hear no from the outside, they feel like it's an attack on them right. directly. Yeah, exactly. If you show your kids that no can come from their parents, mm-hmm. they're not confused when it comes from the outside. Oh, and please understand this. Because when you are raising a child like that, guess who has to deal with that oh, child? Freaking we do. We that's putting them on us. And I'm gonna tell you this right now. And I have friends who give them kids to me all the time. They will tell you Stone ain't lying to you. Mm-hmm. I'm not dealing with it. <laughs> so if your child, I don't care if they 10 or 22, come in my world mm-hmm. with that spoiled, you know, sheltered crap, oh, they're gonna get a life lesson really, really quickly. Please understand that. So I mean, th- that's the other thing you have to think about as well. You are unleashing that mm-hmm. that privileged, entitled protected, sheltered brat on the world. onto the world. And God forbid if they want to get into politics or try to become a community leader. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, look, it sounds funny, but this is actually no, this very is real. real. Like, thing. y'all are truly, you're, you're not bringing up people who are going to know how to not just deal with life, but even overcome life. That doesn't mean that they're going to be killed. It doesn't mean they won't become successful. I'm not saying any of that stuff, but you are giving them a steeper hill to climb with no equipment. 
and, and you think you're doing it out of love, and I'm trying to tell you that you're not. I think you kind of get the point. I don't want to browbeat it all, but just know that it's happening. Browbeat it. And just, yeah, and just, <laughs> just know that you guys got to chill out on that. And I know some of y'all, y'all just don't know any better. Like, you're sitting there listening to me right now. He's like, no, I get it. You're making sense. But you literally can't bring yourself to do it. You can't bring yourself to your kids and say, sit your butt down and shut up. Like, you can't bring yourself to talk to your kid. Who yeah, kid made I, you mad? This, huh? sound, this is coming from a deep place of it right now. When I saw, when I saw that, when that lady said, yeah, seesaws are no longer in parks mm-hmm. because they have been deemed too risky. Johnny, it just set me off. Okay. It set me off. I was like, this is the, as I always give Burt Weiss props for this. The wussification of not just America, <laughs> but of the world. the world. It is pathetic. It is pathetic. So, look, it is what it is. And guess what? This ain't just my opinion. This is actually backed by science and studies and things like that all day long. Pressure and perseverance build character and there is nothing great you will ever do in this life that won't come with challenges disappointments hurts and failures and the best thing you can do to show your child you love them is to prepare them for that Mm -hmm. that's the best thing you can do yeah all right anyway we love y'all some y'all pissed some y'all be like no i'm unsubscribing it's all good because as you unsubscribed we had two other people subscribe so Look, follow yeah, us so at the website, lifeonpodcast.com. Uh, you can follow us on the Instagram, Life on Podcast, on Twitter, Life on Podcast underscore. I'm just Johnny Vaughn, J U S T J O N Y V A N. You can cuss at me because I cuss back. I just want you to understand that. It gets real around here, bro. It gets real. I ain't, hey. Says the Buckhead. So, hey. So, anyway. Hey, that's, <laughs> it's Buckhead stuff new. Hey. If you want to holler at me, you can do so on Instagram at Stone 007. That's the letter O, letter 07. Or on Twitter at Stone 007. We yep. appreciate you guys' support. We really, really do. Go ahead and hit that like, hit that subscribe, tell a friend, and we will see you on next week. We love y'all. We out. Holla.